What's up, guys? Coach Jimmy here with Dave. What's your last name, Dave? Davis. Davis. Yeah. I knew it was Dave Davis on Facebook. I didn't know if that was like some wordplay or nope. two Ds. Lazy parents. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. So today, uh, Dave started jujitsu at Tenth Planet Perry with uh, one of my good friends and coach uh, Stephen Aiken, and. Um, he wanted to, he was coming down to my school today to kind of train a little bit and stuff. And I decided to try to get him on the podcast and, uh, uh, kind of talk to him about his journey and how it feels to be doing jujitsu and, uh, basically like what his experiences are, like his first experience, his first day to now and, and how he feels about it. So what's up, Dave? Not much, dude. <laughs> what was it like? Uh, coming into this world for the first time? Um, I was a little, uh, you know, I liked it before I got into it, UFC, and and uh, I was actually watching a lot of jiu-jitsu channels on YouTube. So I kind of knew what it was, but, um, and I'd only been into martial arts, but uh, when I finally got in there, like, to be honest, it was what I thought it was going to be, and that's why I like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, physically, you know, there's no way to, like, uh, predict what it'll be like. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I kind of, I figured the vibe would be like that. I had been listening to, like, Rogan and Jocko Willink and uh, this guy on, on YouTube, Jiu-Jitsu. Like, I've been watching these guys and, and several more um, for years. So, Oh, Chewy. I like Chewy. Yeah, I, all, all three of those guys are great. Dude, uh, so you've been watching it for years, uh, and you, you was, like, interested in it or whatever. So like, what made you pull the, the trigger and actually jump in and, and start doing it? Like, what happened? How Explain that. Like, did you just hear about it or just just looking it up or what? Yeah, right place, right time. Uh, one of the guys that trained with us, uh, Justin Jones, He's uh, we used to work together in Macon, and he's an ex-MMA fighter. He's always talking about it. And, you know, when you find a guy, especially like we're both doing temp work, and when you happen upon a guy who's really into MMA and who was an ex-MMA fighter, you know, and I'm a, I'm a MMA, MMA nerd, so I, I latched on to that friendship like really quick, and, and we clicked. And so for years we've just been talking MMA, and he, he – you know, put me on game when uh, Steven uh, come through and was just like, because he knew I'd been trying to get like into Miller or something like that. I just, it was, it was mainly money. So it's just right place, right time. He said, hey, this guy's coming through. He's high level. You know, I, I sparred with him back in the day. And so, you know, I had, uh, I had coach up and um, I had actually just come into a federal job. So I could, then I was like, oh, it's now I can afford it. And, uh, like I say, right place, right time for me. I've been wanting to do it for years, but just personal struggles, financial struggles, all that stuff. And it just, and I'm kind of a workaholic. So I would take like, you know, a job, work overtime and then do Uber or Lyft afterwards. And then like try to do like donate plasma, like hustling, just trying to, you know what I mean? So I never had time to do it anyway. But, um, after I met with Steven, uh, he sat there and talked to me for like an hour of his own time 
and we're both from Bainbridge. So I, I, it just felt right. So I was like, you know, regardless of the money, I barely have it, but at least now I have a stable job. So I just pulled the trigger and I mean, I'm super glad I did. Dude, I had no idea you was from Bainbridge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was born in Atlanta. I lived in Bainbridge as a kid for several years. And then we started migrating up towards middle Georgia, and then we moved around there a lot. But uh, my, my stepdad was an over-the-road trucker, so we moved all the time. But I spent, and, and I have, I still have family in Bainbridge to this day. I got in all my first fights in Bainbridge. I got, <laughs> you know, little petty squabbles or, or whatever, but... uh. Yeah, Bainbridge is like, I know the hell that he's from. So I was like, and he's only, the coach is only like four years older than me. So kind of the, the same place, same time. And uh, actually my cousin used to pick him up and take him to school. So just small world. You know, I never heard of Steven or anything like that and didn't know who he was until after, didn't understand who he was till after a couple months of doing jujitsu. You know what I mean? What do you mean by I didn't understand who he was? Uh, I was into watching jujitsu, but he's he's an underground king. He's not, you know what I mean. So you don't, you know, you, you don't really know the art until you're like knee deep in it. You know, like uh, I'm sure there are chefs out there better than Gordon Ramsay, but you wouldn't know it unless you started to become a chef. You know what I mean? Dude, that's the uh, best way you could ever describe yeah. it. That is the best way you could <laughs> ever describe it. Yeah. Like that, That's going to clear it up to so many people. And that's kind of like why I, I ask the questions that I ask is because mm -hmm. I, a lot of people that watch this thing, they don't understand our world and like understand what we like what we do. They look at us and say, man, they're just choking each other out. It's a bunch of weirdos. And um it's funny, but once you get into it and you realize like how nice everybody is and like how how awesome everybody um, treats one another. So like, yeah, we're trying to kill each other when we're rolling or whatever, but we're doing it in the nicest way possible uh, on the mat when you're training. And uh, I've been doing my Coach Jimmy uh, like little series to try to uh, spread some light for people that aren't involved in our uh, in our world or that don't understand it and one of the the biggest things that I, I tell new people when they come in is like first thing is like stop trying to win I don't I don't want you in here trying to win training like we're training um, I don't want you bragging about tapping somebody out or anything like that because it's it's funny when you train, when you train and you have this mindset of like, I, I want to beat this guy, I want to beat this person, I want to beat this person, you actually hinder your learning. And uh, I, I've been trying to teach people that like, hey, calm down. Like nobody's going to remember this role. The only person this matters to is you. Like That's true. When you, uh, when you start in this world and in this journey, the, the longer you've been involved in it, the more you realize that winning in the – winning in the gym it doesn't really matter it's it's one of those things where uh like i may be working on on bar defense today and you might you as a as a, a brand new person may on bar the coach 10 times or whatever like say you've been training for six months and you got a really good on bar and i'm like cool i'm gonna use this i'm gonna use this kid's on bar to get better at defending on bars and i may get finished 10 times well you 
if you left out of there and be like, man, I smashed coach. I submitted him 10 times. Like, you you don't know Anyone what that is. Anyone who does that is an idiot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you got to be an idiot. Right. I mean, and that's the thing is like, but sometimes people don't understand that. Yeah. Especially if they're, they're really new. I, I know guys that have uh, made it all the way to almost a purple belt with that same mentality. Like, they'll come in and they're just like, and they're just shaking and like, and they're they're fixing to be purple belts, which is to me it would be a master in any other art, and um, they're fixing to be on that level, and they're still like shaking folks up and like spazzing out. I know and, a couple and, of those right now, and I have like limited experience, but yeah. those guys that are just like, they're almost like a chihuahua. They're they're shaking with energy, even if they're not directing it or using it. It's like, man, I know you're strong. I can feel your power, but you don't have that lower gear or something for some reason yeah dude and that that brings up another point like they're shaking and stuff that's another thing i tell people is like how long can you flex in a mirror like how long can you just stay tight in a mirror short, like yeah it's, no time at yeah, all. yeah yeah no time at all. it's like it's like you can't do that very long so yeah. why are you trying to do it in a row yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything. I, I don't like speaking on it, especially, like, uh, in the presence of, of, of guys, you know, with your skill set and stuff. And, I, you know, I try to keep myself pretty checked on my opinions. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that when you're stiff and shaking like that, I mean, you're obviously killing 50% of the game, which is your fluidity and movement. So, I mean, you know, maybe that stat's wrong, but, you know. No, nah, I mean? dude, you're, you're 100% right. But it, it's it's fun, and when people realize that we're there to have fun and, like, we're not actually – like, obviously, if you're going to be in competitions and you're going to go and compete, and your mindset's a little different, but it's the same. Like, we're going to go compete. We're going to go put in this work. We're going to go uh, – we're going to go a little bit harder, you know? But we're still not trying to hurt one another. and. Yeah. But anyway, and you were, you were saying that you couldn't speak on it or whatever, but, dude, you've been involved in this how long now? Since he opened the doors, like, day one. So five and a half, six months, it was, like, June or July sometime. I forget. So, you know, call it five months to be safe. Probably five months, yeah. yeah so you've been around it five months. But, um, dude, something that you have an advantage of that people don't uh, – that people don't, uh, I mean, that you that you probably don't even realize. Not people, but you. Give me the juice. Um, you have a coach that is so like uh, meticulous. I guess is a good word of his culture and what he wants. His vision is very clear. So you have an advantage because he's like from day one. This is uh, what I want you to do. Um, you started out when his school first opened, so, like, you're getting a lot of FaceTime. Like, uh, there's a lot of face, you know what I mean? Like, um, you were, you were like, with, he, you were there when there was only, like, 10, 11 people on the mat. Less. Like, yeah, like, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. Five. yeah. Right, so you yeah. was there in the beginning when there was less than five people. So, and then you, it's Steven, who is a 10th planet black belt, and you got five people on the mat that he's coaching and that he's talking to and he's giving these lessons to. Dude, you was basically getting a private lesson yes. for a monthly membership. 
which is um, which is makes you leaps and bounds ahead of these bigger schools with a lot of people in them. And um, there's something to be said for bigger schools with a lot of people because you get more roles, you get different body types, you get you get all these things, you get that side of it. But then you're you're almost begging for the coach's attention and like, hey, look at me, pay attention to me, I matter, or like, hey, am I doing this right? And when there's 50 people on the mat and you got one coach and everybody's like blue belt or white belt, you it, the the one coach can only go around and spend so much time when there's so many people on the mat. But when you got five, that coach can say, hey. You're, you know, your your pinky fingers pointed in the wrong direction or whatever, you know, like oh, yeah. being a little silly. But yeah. So I used to say that to new guys just because, I, I don't know, I've always had that, like, nurturing side of me where I'm like, man, this is this is awesome, realize what's going on. And I, I didn't realize, you know, kind of until you said so about him having a laid-out plan. That's incredibly advantageous. But I used to say that exact thing um, to just, you know, Everyone on the mat, I said it a few times that uh, this is basically like getting privates, man. All I was, I said it to several people, like, dude, like this is it's cool. Show up at six a.m. because it's like getting privates. Showing up in the evening is gonna be a few more people. It's still like that, less less than you know a dozen. But I used to say that exact thing, uh, same thing all the time to people, like, bro, this is just like getting privates, man. And if you just YouTube this guy, YouTube this guy. So, I don't know, I, you know, and, I, like, I don't have a wife or kids or anything like that. I chose the bachelor lifestyle. So, uh, this is kind of all I have now. And I don't mind diving headfirst in, into hobbies and, and, and admitting that I that I love something. You know what I mean? So, I started looking at him. As soon as I met him, like I said, he spent an hour of his own time getting me on board. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go look this guy up all over YouTube and, uh, you know, I'd always known about 10th Planet or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I, I was just impressed with it, and I was just like, this, this is so cool, man, um, and, you know, I try to get, I try, I aim for five a week just because this is literally, is nothing else going in life to the point where I've started, I've always been a guy who was like, always wanted to work. If you need me, boss, let me know, but I've been calling in like crazy the past month, like, I'm talking... I know I've called in six or seven times in the past month. <laughs> I did it three times last week, and it's just because I want to go train. And I just can't. It's, you know, personal feelings aside of the job, like, I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. I, I found this weakness where I'm like, you know, where hating what you do meets uh, having the option to go do something else. And, you know, it's a government job, so I have all this leave saved up. I'm not going to get in trouble for it or anything. But it's a little out of character for me to just be calling in all the time. But I'm like, and the guys at work hate on me, but I'm like, yeah, but I'm doing better work. I'm doing work that I want to do. You know what I mean? I'm still working harder than you. I just happen to be over here on the mats. And I don't know. That that might be like a little immature. Like my prioritization might be a little immature there, but I just, like, why not? You know, the older I get, seriously, like, the more I'm just like, why not? To whatever. And I don't care if I have a job as much as if I'm doing what I kind of want to do. And that's why the military didn't work out for me. I was just like, no, I want to do what I want to do. And I don't really care what you're doing. And 
that's only that's only grown through the years, and I don't know. Not very good at regulating it. Dude, uh, it sounds like you caught the bug, and um, I did the same thing early on. Yeah. But I'm I was trying like, to check myself, though, because of the honeymoon period. <laughs> so I try to keep it real with myself, but at the same time, I'm like, but don't deny yourself to the moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I was I was really young, and I did that. Like I would call in. I worked. I worked at. Uh, That's awesome. I worked at uh, Eastman YDC. I was a correct a ju- juvenile correctional officer, and uh, I would I would just call in and go train. That's horrible work, isn't it? Oh, dude, I yeah. hated it. Yeah, I hated it so much. And mainly the reason I hated it was because of the other officers. It wasn't even the kids that much. Mm, okay, because. Uh, like if people would just follow the rules and do what they're supposed to do, it would. Uh, if people followed the rules and 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 did what they were supposed to do, like consistency is key to everything in life. If you want to get good at something, just do it consistently, and you're you'll be good at it. Eventually, you're gonna get good at it, and um, that's what happened with me with jujitsu. I just outlasted everybody. I just kept showing up. Uh, MMA, I just kept showing up, dude. Like, people would beat the shit out of me and, like, in my gym, and I would just be back tomorrow ready to get beat up again, you know? Like, I just outlasted everybody, and then now people are like, man, Jimmy, you're so good. And it's it's funny that, like, you see yourself one way. Like, how the world sees you is, like, one way, mm-hmm. and how you see yourself is a... Uh, completely different yes like i'm still that kid that was showing up getting beat up to me like i'm still that person that like oh man i'm I'm still learning jujitsu i'm still learning and I'm, I'm still looking at myself going man i have so much to learn and then people that train with me at my school or people that train with me um at, at stevens where i'm coaching over there they're just like man that little guy is so good or or whatever, and I'm just like, man, I suck. You have no idea. Like when I'm in the room with Steven and, and all of his guys, I'm just getting beat up. And but then you got other people that look at me and go, like, man, I want to be as good as him, or yeah. I want to be on that level. And it's so cool to see how people see you differently than you see yourself. And it and honestly, like the person that's sitting here now would 1 million percent just ragdoll all the people that I trained with in the beginning that were just beating the crap out of me. Like, yeah. I would ragdoll all of those guys and uh, right now. But it when I was coming up, those guys were, they were the man, you know, like it was. Oh, yeah. And it's it's funny to, to look. And now I'm in rooms with guys that are really, really good, and they're giving me that same respect. Like, man, like mm. I'm like, okay, I've I've carried the heavy water. Like, I'm people are starting to notice. People are starting to pay attention to me. And but you still, there's always that part of you that don't see your see you as as that guy. You oh know? yeah, especially hometown people. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've heard you speak on that before. Not not to get into the weeds, um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, the way people see you uh, versus who you are. I don't know. There's a million different views, and that's the thing. You can't keep up with everybody else's stuff. But, I mean, it sounds like uh, it's just through the years that you're, you're idols, you have leveled up. You know, you used to hang out around, you know, the molehills. You know, you were just an ant. So it seemed 
it seemed great, you know, uh, and, and now you're hanging around. The thing is, once you get to know an industry, then you get the true feel for who is actually at the peak, who's showing off at the peak, and who is supporting everyone. You know what I mean? Like, who's who's the base of the pyramid and who's actually at the peak? Uh, so, there's a lot of people on TV that I'm sure coach and you could take care of. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm not that crazy in the game. Um but yeah, no, I understand what you mean about uh, cause I'm, I mean, I still am a skinny nerd, uh, but I think if um, you do jujitsu, nobody well, but if I went back nerds. home, nobody would give me those kudos. Even though in myself, I'd be like, you know, technically, I'm the most dangerous man in the room at a family reunion. Like technically, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me my kudos. I'm the most dangerous man here. So what's up? So uh, <laughs> big cousins, you know, I'm not worried about you anymore. But they don't know that. They have no clue. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not even a badass. But you know, like a, you know, like I say, your hometown, your family, they will always stick with that vision of you. I've showed, you know, my mom. Little videos, little clips, pictures, even professionals. I've shown them stuff about coach and uh, this and that. And she's, oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. But she doesn't know what I'm doing, what I'm capable of, what I will be capable of in the future. She doesn't know the squad that I'm rolling with, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, that's what's, that's half the attractiveness right there is that all of my boys now, and I've, I've stripped away basically everything in my life far as friends and stuff like that dead weight i'm not a dead weight guy i'm a solo coyote like and to, but to pick up a, a, a pack of boys that are real men that can really handle themselves and uh you know not everybody's like some quintessential alpha it, it's not like that but it's it's men who have been forged to some degree and something i've been telling my little brother i've been trying to get him into it he's never been physical but even after six months, and you could check me on this, feel free. But I tell him, it's it's weird how the people around you, like, become paper people. You realize they haven't worked for anything. You know, you might be a big, strong guy, but where's your heart? You know, is your rib cage tough? Are your joints tough? Um, you know, are, are you going to panic as soon as you feel a little pressure on your trachea? Which, and then that's what I was doing, you know, when I first started. And I'm not super tough or anything, but same thing. I would I would crush the guy that walked in six months ago just on body conditioning. He was soft and didn't even know it. You know what I mean? And and I would tap the pressure. And I don't I don't care about who knows it or anything. People have been like, don't, don't tell people that. And I'm like, no, but you got to understand, you know, I was basically, you know, fried fishbone. I was soft. And uh, now the heavyweights, they might not be putting it all on me, but they're not taking it that easy on me anymore. And I can survive. And I'm 140 pounds. So. Yeah, dude, it's something empowering about <clears throat> understanding what you're capable of. And there's something empowering about knowing where you come from. Like, uh, that's nothing to be embarrassed about or ashamed of. It's like <clears throat> everyone Every single person that started out, even the tough guys, would tap early. Even the tough guys. 
And the ones that didn't tap early were the ones that got hurt and didn't make it. You know, like, unless they come back after they got hurt, which is rare. But Sometimes I, tough spills over into dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, dude, it's funny. You was like, oh, I tapped the pressure. Like, and people say, don't say. Like, dude, mm-hmm. when you come in, uh, my first thought was, like, I looked at you and I was like, we're going to have to be nicer to this guy when we roll with him. I was like, in my mind, I was like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to be nicer to him and kind of get him to understand that he's a lot tougher than he thinks that he is. And, uh, and I, I said that, but then I, I rolled with you and you were greedy, dude. Like you just, you'll be tired You'll be whatever, and you would just keep coming back. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, this, like, he he carries himself a certain way, and he says certain things that made me think, like, if he's going to stick with this, we're going to have to maybe coddle him a little bit or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But then I rolled with you, and it's just like, it's like anything in the world. Um, it's like anything in the world. Like, you just never know until – you're, you're tested and you were saying earlier to kind of backtrack a little bit you were saying earlier like paper people are like you oh you, you they don't know you're walking around and you know people don't understand how fragile they really are and you got these people that are just like, and they're just all like swole or or they carry themselves like they have nothing in the world to fear and they have no idea like what it's like to have somebody that's 140 pounds that knows how to hold them down and knows how to put weight on you that that you cannot get up and it feels like a truck sitting on your chest and like when you have someone like that sitting on you and holding you down and you feel completely helpless and you're maybe bigger than this person or stronger than this person it really does like you start thinking in your mind like oh wow like how vulnerable am i how whatever and <clears throat> when you experience it that's how you feel but until you experience it you're going to you have you still have people that are walking around thinking they know how to fight or thinking that they are like these tough guys and they're not and they have no idea that they're they're not they don't they don't realize and in, until they get on the mat and experience it, they'll never understand what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I used to have that same kind of shell. Like, I didn't think I was, like, a tough guy or a badass or um, I, I, thought, I thought I could throw hands. I was scrappy and that my will. And like you were saying, like, oh, you're kind of gritty. Like, the only thing I've ever had is my willpower. You know what I mean? Like to just Absolutely. to just dig in, to just dig in, and it's like I get slept on a lot in, in that aspect. But before I was doing jujitsu, I had a, a posture shell. My posture was that of I'm good to go. Don't 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 try me. Don't mess with me. My my eyes were always ang- like I always just had that going on. You know what I mean? Not mean mugging, but just I don't have time for you. You know, my chest out. I don't even have a chest to poke out, poke my chest out. And now I don't do that at all. And my anxiety's way down. I had a posture like shell armor. I had a posture. Dude, and, you know. There, um, there's so many people that are like that too. Yeah. Like that are like, 
just they have that shell and that's their their protection. That's their that's their and people fall for it. Yeah, like they oh he looks oh, yeah. hard. Like don't mess with him. That dude can scrap. And it's like you never seen him do anything in his life, but you think a certain way about him because he's cocked diesel or because his chest is out. It's like and I wouldn't go recklessly challenging some two twenty. You know, if he's cocked diesel, then you got to respect the assets he does have. You know, yeah. and maybe he is a dog. You don't know, but just just because you can assume that about him doesn't mean that you. It's also it, it's also unsafe to assume the opposite, which is that a hundred and forty pound guy can't get the best of you. Dude, I was uh, probably one of my most favorite stories is uh is <clears throat> we were at a. I don't go to bars. Just put that out there. I've yeah. been to bars maybe yeah. five times my whole life. I don't go to bars, but I worked at a place. It was a it was a body shop, and <clears throat> my job was to sweep out the shop every afternoon. It was like after school, whatever, and there was a bar right next to it. And there was this guy there, man. He was he was a giant. Like this guy was just like just a giant, and I knew him personally. And he was larger than life, and he was always talking about how he'd grab people and shove them down. Was a bouncer? N- no, he mm. wasn't a bouncer, but he was always there. And, like, he was friends with my mom and my dad. He's just this big, larger-than-life guy. And I I grew up fighting, right? Yeah. Uh, my dad was just like, you're a Barnett. You're not going to be no punk, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm going to teach you to be tough. You're not you're like us, Barnett. You you gotta die for your pride. Like you, ha- like yeah. I would rather you give up your life than give an inch and let somebody step on your pride. And that's that's the mentality that I had, and uh, <clears throat> that's that's how I was raised. Sure. And um, but anyway, this guy was our friend, and he just I never seen him fight. I never seen him like do anything. But he was always just talking about, yeah, I grabbed that dude by the face, and I, I smacked him down. And I'm a real fighter. I've been a fighter. I've been competing since I was a little kid. And um, I was just out there, and I was like, I wonder, like, man. He, he was big to me, and I was like, man, he's got to be. He's friends with my dad. This dude has to be, like, gangster, you know? Yeah. And, uh, man, he, like, slapped a woman on the butt outside we were, I was standing out there. I just I was, I was sweeping up the thing. I was standing out there. He slapped the woman on my butt, and he was like, "He was like, get on in there, you know." Just like it looked like he was just playing around. Mm. But that woman's old man did not like it <laughs> at all. And she didn't like. Uh, he didn't like it the at positions all. Positions we get put in as a man. And uh, but like, yeah, I mean, he was wrong. For it's like, yeah, smack. it's like on principle. Now you got to fight a four hundred pound dude. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Tuck that thing away. <laughs> so, anyway, dude, he, uh, uh-oh, my camera's slow. There it goes. We got it. Anyway, dude, so he smacked her, like, get on in there, or whatever, and he was just drunk and, and like, playing around, and or been drinking. He wasn't necessarily drunk, <clears throat> but the other guy was like, hey, keep your hands to yourself, boy. And the guy was like, I got your boy. And the guy was standing on the step. So there's a step up going into the, the club there. And he was standing on it. And my, my, my uh, mom and dad's friend was standing there. He was like, he was like look, man, I, you know, I shouldn't have done it. But you, you're about to get yourself hurt. You need to go on inside. And 
Dude, that, that guy just stepped off that step and hit him. Bang! Slip him. Just uh, yeah. one lick. Just one lick. Put him down. He just sparked his ass. It was just, bow! I said, oh, shit. The guy just fell like a tree. And he looked at his old lady, and he was like, uh, at, his, at his wife, girlfriend, whatever she was, and he was like, you okay? She's like, you didn't have to do that. I, I could have handled it or whatever. He's like, nah. I, that people need to know. He'd be smacking your ass and, every Friday night yeah, from here on out. And, and what you going to do about it? Dude, ever since then, yeah. I was just like, yeah, because this dude yeah. was like my size. He's like he's like 140. He's a little short guy, and he just yeah. he just sparked him. And uh, I, Small it, guys are used to fighting, man. There, uh, there's a lot of small guys who don't mind doing it. You know what I mean? Especially country boys. There's something like country dudes, man. City guys... I feel like they chatter a lot, you know, the gangs and the guns and the drive-bys or whatever you want to do. But country boys, I feel like they actually do the thing. They they pull up on you or they'll just do it wherever they see you. You know what I mean? In Like in these small towns like this. It's yeah. happening every day. Somebody's getting snuck every day. Well, the thing is, is like in the city you have so much to do. Like you guys can go skating, you can go to the movies, you can go to the the bar, you can go mm, to the parks. Yeah. Like, you have so much to do. Here in, like, these small towns, you have, like, trucks, like mud bogs, yep. four-wheelers, and you have wrestling and fighting. And, like... Family rivalries, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. roots. So there's, yeah, that makes like, sense. And then you have a sense of pride, too, like... Know. Everybody's gonna know tomorrow. Yeah. So everybody, the whole world's yeah, gonna know. Sense. I was such a hermit growing up. I just, I didn't see any anything like that. You know what I mean? Fights were all between in the family or like you know on the school bus or something like that. But as far as like two grown men, somebody just smoking somebody, <laughs> I, I never seen that. It would be sweet, <laughs> but you know, dude, I seen it. I seen my my I seen my dad and my uncle Dan. My uncle Dan's passed away now. My dad is the exact same. My dad's actually smaller than I am mm -hmm. in height, but he weighs like 15 pounds more than me. But I, I seen them fight. Like, <clears throat> I'm, and my Uncle Dan is like 6'2", 240 pounds. And, like, I've seen them just be drinking and just be like, I'll kill you. And there's like... <laughs> They'll just be throwing hands. And my dad... Oh, my God. My dad not really understanding how to fight yeah because he wasn't a fighter he was just tough he yeah. just you couldn't hurt it's all him. willpower like you yeah. just you just can't hurt him dude like mm. i've seen i've seen him just get hit and have these knots <clears throat> on his head just these giant knots and he'd still be talking like just still be in their face yeah like what you, what am i supposed you want me to apologize now like he'd just be in their face and he's just a tough dude and uh, my uncle Dan was the same way though, and they were just—he was just twice my dad's side. And I, I would watch them; they would fight for two or three minutes till they were just gassed. Yeah, can't hardly throw punches anymore. They and then they'd be laying next to each other, and they'd start crying, "I love you, I love wow. you too." Just <laughs> you, know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, and you're just sitting there by the screen, or like. Does it have to happen every week? Does yeah. it have to happen every week, guys? Like, you know what I mean? It's hilarious, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, but that's that was life, you know? That's how we grew up. You know? Yeah, man. My, my dad would take me... My dad would take me to the liquor store and, like, draw a circle 
and bet people they couldn't knock me down. Oh, my God. So he could have win, like, his beer money for the day. And, like, my Uncle Dan would take us up there. It'd be me and Bug. And they would draw this circle out there, and they would bet people, like, oh, I bet you can't take him down. Oh, I bet you can't knock him down. Oh, I bet you can't last two minutes with him. Whatever it was that day. And we're, we're talking, like, when we were little kids. And, uh, like, that's, that's just how we grew up. And they, the cool thing was, though, is when they would take us up there to do this, this or whatever, when they would take us up there, they would make these bets. My Uncle Dan would buy him a half gallon of liquor. My dad would buy a case of beer for that day and a case of beer for the next day. And whatever money was left over, I got to keep or Bug got to keep or we, me and Bug split it. They didn't keep all the money. They would yeah. just buy their alcohol for the next day and that day and give us the rest of the money. So, so that's what hard work gives you. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what made us want to do it so much. So yeah. it's like we know we're going to get paid. And like, oh, we're about to make some money. Let's go, you yeah. know. So. And you can't, you know, places like this, you can't go down the street and get a job. No. There's no jobs to be had, so. You got to yeah. know somebody who knows somebody or. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's where crime comes from. You know, it's born out of necessity and, and uh, you know, being poor, poverty. Is, yeah. um, but, you know, a lot of it is, is, is innocent. It's just we got to put food in our mouths, so, you know, consequences be damned. But what, yeah. What's that pin on your shirt there? Oh, that's a uh, – I put it on there for Veterans Day. Uh, it's an air warfare um, qualification wings. I guess you can call them wings. I don't like to call them that because people think a certain way about that. But all it means is that I understand the protocol for launching uh, aircraft off a carrier or what they call an LHA. It's an amphibious craft um, that can handle uh, Harriers that – that take off vertically. So um, I was uh, a weatherman in the Navy. So it just means I know the conditions and the protocols for launching an aircraft. Cool. Which I've forgotten all about it, you know. It, that was like six or seven years ago, so. Um, and I'm sure they change constantly. I don't know. I mean, the it's all physics and, and uh, hydrodynamics and, and atmospheric sciences, so it's like it's all pretty solid. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you know, I don't have to know the specific conditions. Uh, I, need, I need to know the weather and the ship conditions, not the aircraft conditions. So, yeah, the aircraft conditions would change all the time, you know, yeah. with them building new stuff, upgrading technology and stuff. But as far as, like, you know, altimeter, you know, which is basically your pressure and your elevation, uh, which are both super, super important for landing an aircraft on a moving deck. Gotcha. Um, you know. All right, dude. So, so anyway. I do this every single time, and um, I want to ask you, uh, have you ever been in a fight? I've, I've been in, like, dust-ups, but I've never been in, like, a square off with my little brother. But I don't I don't really want to count that, but, like, I, I've never, like, squared any, up. Any kind of fight that you remember, like, your most memorable one, the one that you want to tell – to make us feel like we were there. Oh, man. I want you to describe it in detail to the best of your ability because I ask every person that comes on that question, and it's such a great question because people's fight stories are, are awesome. I have yeah. so many of them, but I have two that I always tell if people ask me, like, have you fought? I have two that I tell because, for one, I'm proud of them. Oh, nice. And then for two, like, it's a... Uh, 
You know, it's very you like you're firing on all cylinders in that moment in the real world. It's not like in the cage when there's a referee and there's somebody there to protect you. Out in the real world, like it's dangerous and like your mind picks up everything and remembers it. So that's why I ask because people usually remember their fights in vivid detail and it's an awesome question. So anyway. I mean, I've, I've, they've just been like scraps and dust-ups. I don't have an epic one. And I've seen all your podcasts, so I knew you were going to ask this. And I had been thinking about it, but I still don't have one that, like, stands out. But I'll give you um, – I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you about the first time that I did get in a fight, but I got trashed. I got straight trashed. <laughs> like – um. I mean, I was always a small kid, but anyway, so living in Bainbridge, and we lived in a trailer on five acres, and right on the other side of our property line, a couple acres away, was this other trailer with this other kid that I befriended, and, you know, we'd go play on the trampoline, ride bikes, we had all this property, and, you know, we're like best friends around the neighborhood. Well, he basically taught me that, just in, in one encounter, he basically taught me that, like, you never really know somebody. And and uh, I guess at the time it probably broke my heart, but I didn't realize it. So I was about seven, I think. And, yeah, I was about seven. And anyway, I went over to play on the trampoline one day. Doo, 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 doo. We good? You good? Yeah, I'm oh, good. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I was listening, but uh, I heard some noise downstairs, and I, I was asking oh, okay. people to be quiet. Oh, I thought I heard something in my headphones. I said, hold on, my bad. So anyway, uh, so went over there, playing on trampoline, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, and, and um, I don't know how it started, but I remember us getting into a little shove and then on the trampoline, and then he shoved me, and I stepped back through the springs and fell flat on my back. And he and I was caught up in the springs, and he jumped right on top of me, no mercy, and just started. Oh man! Busted my yeah, and we're like seven, so it's not the hardest thing in the world. It's not the most direct thing, but he's pummeling me, and I just remember sitting there screaming and like crying, and then blood, and then like he jacked me up, and uh, you know, of course, I, I finally I, I got out and I scrambled out or whatever. I I actually don't remember how I got out of that, but I remember that vividly, and then I I ran home. And I was never one to run home and tell. I would just run home and, and sulk and just be in my – and if you ask me what was wrong, even though my face is trashed, I'd be like, nothing, like – you know, like, if <laughs> yeah. I couldn't handle it on my own, I, I, do, I don't want nobody else's pity or help. You know what I mean? It's like I would rather drown alone, which is a weakness. But as a kid, I was that way um, from the get. And so I remember my mom uh, walking over there with a belt. And she would, this was back in the day when you could whoop somebody else's kid, actually. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it wasn't, but you, you could get away with it. You weren't going to get arrested. Dude. But she walked over there with a belt, and and because he was walking to our place to finish the job, basically. He he, he was, because I ran whatever, and then my mom asked me this and that. And a couple minutes later, here he comes. He's walking to the property. She's meeting him halfway with the belt, so she's going to beat the fire out of him. But before she gets to him, his mom steps out on the porch with a shoe and chases his tail down and gets to him first and beats him with a shoe all the way back to his place <laughs> or whatever. Because, I mean, you can't do that. You can't, you know what I mean? But kids being kids. But it, it taught me. It kind of 
snapped something in me, and I never really talked to him after that, but it kind of snapped something in me. It was like, man, you you never really know somebody. Like, man, I thought we were best friends. Um, and, then, and then you just – and then it – maybe a part of it also kind of made me – I wasn't a man, but even as a kid you realized, like, you just got – you just got trash, dude. And ever since then I kind of carried this, you know what I mean, that armor. Um, but uh, I yeah, think so. everybody – so – that's something that I honestly think that um, you learned early on at seven, I guess. I think everybody should get punched. Like, um, I think if you've never been hit I in your life. I got beat up three times that year. Dang. Yeah. No, I think I was that, a little nerdy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The worst glasses, the worst haircut, the worst clothes, you know, the worst everything. Antisocial, a hermit. So, that was an easy target. I got gotcha. you. So, making sure this thing's acting right. For some reason, it slags sometimes. Or lags. I'm not slag, but lags sometimes. Anyway, I think that what I was saying was I think that everybody should get punched. Because people go through their life, like, timid, worried about fighting. And, like, when you get hit, you realize, like, oh, this ain't that bad. Like, um, It's crazy how you can get hit. And it's almost like your body knew, like, because immediately, you, at least when I get hit, like, immediately I'm not, I can't feel it. Of course, you put somebody down, that's one thing. But if you just get smoked upside the head, it's almost like you're immediately numb to it. You almost didn't even know what you got hit with. That's that's how I've always been. So, um, it's funny. It's like if you see it coming, your brain picks it up and says, okay, prepare for this. We're good. And it, like, sends this deal out to where it's like all right we're gonna shut these pain sensors off for a mm -hmm. minute or whatever but if you don't see it coming the brain's like reset <laughs> like start over there's there's trauma and we don't know where it come from so that's like the best way to get, get knocked out yeah. yeah it's the best way to get knocked out is because your brain didn't have time to prepare it's like the one that knocks you out is the one you don't see coming because your brain your brain is like, oh shit! Like, what just happened? Yeah. Let's let's restart. <laughs> it's well, like there's reboot. no seatbelt on it or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just get t-boned. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's that's what it's got to be. But I think everybody should just get smoked one time, just blasted one time with like, a mouthpiece if you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't expect y'all to yeah. go out and like fight each other or yeah. nothing. But I, I do believe that people would realize that they're not as fragile. And they would learn to stand up for themselves early on, earlier. And uh, so people that are timid, I think they should, like, I think that they, they should get hit. Mm -hmm. And not because I want people to get bullied or whatever or just get hit. But once you realize, like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like, but also, I know some grown men that if I popped them in the eye would cry. I know some grown men that are that soft. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But – at the same time, it's like, I, but I agree with you, you know, at least they'll know. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not that bad. I also think that everyone should try combat sport, like jiu-jitsu or, uh, or something. And the reason for that is, is for those guys that think they are super dangerous or super tough or, yeah. or whatever, like, to realize, like, dude, you're not gangster. You know, like, you're not... You're not, as, you're not a tough guy. Yeah. Like, you're not as tough as you believe you are. And I, it's funny in this world today that we still have people walking around thinking that they know how to fight, but they've never trained to fight. 
right? They've never trained to throw a punch. They've never trained to take anybody down. They've never trained to, like, even grab somebody, right? They've never trained to do any of these things, but they're going to yeah. miraculously beat someone up. And yeah. it blows they think my their mind. their hands and their distance control is so good. And yeah. It's just like, yeah. The, the putting hands on somebody was something that was the most – the most real to me, like to actually grab someone and do what you want to them. It's like, I haven't, even now I don't have that much experience because you know, we're, I'm rolling with like people and people that know the game. So I haven't been on the outside and actually grabbed someone and felt what I, I assume is probably pretty fragile in, in capable hands. You know what I mean? Like I semi capable hands, similarly sized person. So like, um, so, yeah, I mean, there are people walking around, and, they're, yeah, they're made of paper, but they're all, like, puffed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they're wedged in between the people who have seen gym combat or combat sport and then the generation ahead of them that's seen real combat. And, like, most of these people who think they're hard, their dads are the hard ones. You know what I mean? Or yeah. were in, in, back in their own day? Yeah. Would go toe-to-toe. 100%. With, yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and it's funny, though, but, like, you got these guys that to this day and age are just like, and they still yeah. think, and they overestimate their ability like that. Like, you've never trained. You've never done this. Yeah. And I always say, I compare it to, like, dude, like, can you beat LeBron James in a game of basketball? They're like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, so, okay, so you understand. The gap that, is similar. That you can't beat him, right, in a game. You understand that. So what makes you think that you're going to beat someone that okay. trains every single day to do this task Yeah, and you don't? It's like the As, people whose opinion on a science matter that already has a white paper on it, their opinion matters more. And it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not his opinion. He spent his life doing this. <laughs> There's no question or epiphany or you, you smoked and had a great idea. None of that is going to usurp what he's already been through. Right. So you're not going to get lucky in a fight, and you're not going to get lucky in a debate against experts. Yeah. yeah. So you know, people don't people don't realize, and it's, or they just don't take the time to assimilate, you know, and they don't want to know. You know, I didn't I didn't want to know really. You know, uh, if somebody we, had had tried to square up with me, you know, I was fine with it. But I'm sure there was there's a part deep down inside that didn't really want to know that I couldn't take care of myself. Dude, we have we have so many people that'll come in and try. And they're telling us what they can do and what they've oh done. And listen to resume. Yeah. Oh. And like, oh, I'm a, I boxed. And like, where'd you box? Like, oh, we did it in the backyard. And I'm like, well, everybody boxed. And like, I've been boxing. And my uncle, you know, he's a golden glove. And everybody's a golden glove. And like, ah, oh, I've done this and this. And, and then like, they get on the mat and they're completely helpless. You'll never see that person again. Yeah. Their ego, it's almost like their ego is trying to, like their mind is trying to protect them from that pain so they just never come Absolutely, back. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, it's completely compartmentalized elsewhere. And like me, I, when I felt that, I felt it because I, I was a taekwondo guy, then I was a boxer guy, mm -hmm. and then I got into MMA, and the first person I ever rolled with was like a state champ wrestler. You know, like he was a... Mm. He was like he was a, a ninth grade state champ or whatever. And the kid dismantled me and 
seconds, you know. He, like, tapped me out 17 times. And I was like, oh. I went home and cried. Yeah. Like, I went home and was like, my life You're is like, over. I've been wasting my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasted my whole life learning these other bullshit ass martial arts. Now I'm I'm doing this and like and my uh, the people around me is like, well, what are you gonna do? You know, and I was like, I'm I gotta learn this. I gotta go back. Like I got to yeah. I got to and I just like like you said earlier, I just got involved and I just kept showing up. And now here we are, 19 years later, I'm still training and still doing this and still trying to get better and still trying to say, hey, I'm I'm actually kind of good at this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but you got people that go the other way. Like me, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get better. I gotta learn this. I gotta, and then other people are like, oh no, I don't want none of that. Yeah. You know, oh, and they yeah, go the 100%. other way yeah. and then they still carry this persona like they're yeah. with their chest puffed out and like that, what you were saying, but Tell then lies like, oh, but, I was, I, I was good, but you know, I just ain't got the time stuff yep. like that. Yeah. yeah it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. So yeah, dude, like that's that's what happens and we've had so many people come through and do that. And now we're learning that there's a, such a fine line between breaking someone and nurturing them to become what they can become, which is a new concept in the space, I believe. Oh yeah. I'm starting to hear about that like if like if I had gone to a big city gym, like if I had just showed up in San Diego or or somewhere in New Mexico, some big city gym with 100 members, I'm, maybe I wouldn't have made it because you get tossed into the laundry there. You you know what I mean? Like yeah. not, not in a disrespectful way, but you know what I mean? You dude, hit the rat race and you, and you got to go. Dude, when I started. Whereas here, Steven really nurtured us and even he's still babying us to this day. Like I understand. I, and I like that style of training. Yeah. Like, dude, uh, even here, like when we're I first. Paying, we're paying customers. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, why he doesn't want to trash us and send us running to prove a point to right. prove to prove he's yeah. tough. Like he don't have to do that. Yeah, and and that was something that him, he and I both did wrong in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is like, was like, hey, look how effective it is. Let me just smash you and show you yeah. what I'm coming. And if you're, you're tough, like, I'm here because I know how I understand. Yeah, how and if it can and be. I'm showing you how tough I am, yeah. then you'll come back and want to train with me. And that's not the case. Most of the time, people get beat up, and they're like, No, I'm not ever. I don't ever want to. You do wake that up again. the next morning, and you're like, Can I? Can I do this and go to work every day? Can I do this three times a week and go to work every day? And it's like, if you got a hard manual labor job, why would I want to do that? You know, unless you got into it for the right reasons. And now you're starting to see people like yeah, myself included. Um, we're doing it different, man. Like we're, we're saying, okay, for longevity, this is a sprint. It's not a, I mean, this is not, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And, uh, like let's show up and train smart. And the consistency that we were talking about earlier is key. I I can show up every day and practice an armbar. Guess what? I'm going to get really good at armbars. I don't have to fight every day of my life. Yeah. And, and actually, I'm, if I practice on bars every day and then I roll and I, I do, you know, whatever, and I earn my time in, like, I'm going to get really good at on bars. And I don't have to fight and, like, prove that I'm tough and, and do all this other stuff. Like, I don't have to do that. And people are learning that. And now I think there's a fine line between getting too soft and making it for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Because I hear that a lot, like, jujitsu is for everyone. And then there's a fine line between being battle tested and being being too soft. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that it is I think it is something that I truly feel like 
in just jujitsu, not MMA. In jujitsu, you should come in. We should show you how effective it is. Like maybe submit you three times really fast and then say, okay, now we're going to teach you how to do this and then show you the way. And then like, but it doesn't have to be like a hip toss, you know, to, you know, with the, with the maximum chest pressure, you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. don't have to yeah. throw you on you your back and then need yeah. to belly you to an yeah. arm bar. And like, like I can do it with finesse yeah. and, and, and po pose, poise, poise, however you want to say it, like with some, some nice, some slow, yep. methodical, yep. technical technique. Yeah, with tact. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's a great. But so now we're learning like there's a, such a fine line between, okay, I want battle-tested people, but we got to build them to that. Yeah. I got a guy here now. Uh, he's been on the podcast with me. Uh, his name's Bam Bam, right? He's yeah. one, one of my best friends in the world, right? Yep. When he come in, if I was to just smash him, he would have never came back. And I know that. Like, I, I, we've talked about it. Like, if I would have just, like, blast doubled him and, like, submitted him or whatever, he would have never came back. Yeah. But I realized that. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's wanting to learn. He don't care about competing. He don't. He's just trying to get in shape. And he's, like, trying to find a fun way to, to kind of lose weight and, and make this journey. And I realized that. So I didn't put any pressure on him to compete. But I showed him, like, this is the, what we're doing today. This mm -hmm. is the move. And then I'm like, you want to roll? No, you don't want to roll. You can sit this one out, you know. And But he represents a central demographic. Dude. Yeah. He, now, he, now he's, like, one of the top guys at my school. And he's my head kid coach. And, like, he's, like, 175 or 180 pounds, like, from 300. You know, and oh wow, I didn't know he was that big. Yeah, dude, he was over three hundred pounds. Wow, and uh, I can't imagine him holding that. Yeah, like oh, wow. um, and that—that's what I'm saying though. Is like Just that dude would have never, that dude would have never made it in the environment that I started in, that Steven started in, that Steven created at other schools. He would have never made. And I'm not saying that he's mentally weak or nothing like that. I'm just saying his drive. He would have got like banged up and he would have said, man, there's got to be easier way and went yeah. somewhere else because he's actually one of the toughest dudes in the school right now, you know? But I understand that to get someone, I, I truly believe jujitsu is the art that is going to teach you self-defense that will teach you like how to handle yourself or whatever. And it's built for people that been bullied. It's built for people that are paper people. It's built for those guys. It's built to teach that small person how to beat a, a bigger guy or whatever. It's also to, to teach bigger guys like how no one can mess with them or whatever. But I truly believe that it's for that reason. Well, if we're smashing you before you get a chance to become that person, yep. we're running people away. We're running people away from the art. And I think that people have been doing it wrong for a really long time. I think that people need to be built up into the people they can become and it don't happen overnight. So when you show up and I'm like, okay, this is one of these guys that we're going to have to nurture and build into what he can become. And so I took that at my school, I took that thought process and I had to kind of run off some of the bullies that mm -hmm. were been around it for a while that trained with me for a little while. I had to run them off in a nice way so that I could build the culture that I wanted yep. that nurtured these people that normally wouldn't be combatants or someone that would fight, right? Yep. But once we got to that point, 
I realize it works. Like I'm taking people that would normally never be able to hang in this type of environment and I'm building them into monsters. And uh, like Bam Bam went and competed uh, two weekends ago. Yeah, I saw that. And the guy that he – Bam Bam's been training for three years now. And he like dismantled this guy that we've been training for six years. Like took him down – Passed his guard. He looked like he was in control. He was the yeah, whole it was time. Clean. It was clean. The yeah. whole time. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome, man. And and that is, that is what we're wanting to do here is is take the people that really need it and sharp and building them to what we know they can become without breaking them. We don't have to break them to build them to that. Sure. And then the people that don't need that nurturing or whatever, we go ahead and start sharpening them up sooner and and basically teaching them how to be more gentle. Nice. And teaching them like, okay, not everything is a nail. You know, like yeah. like Oh yeah. Like yeah. not everything is a like a battle. Like we wanna we want you to learn more control and learn to slow down and pay attention and and it works, man. I took a wrestler um, he's going to compete in a month. Like he just looked at everything. Like he had to run through him, and uh, he's strong, just athletic. And I, I took that guy and taught him to slow down, taught him to play off his back, taught him how to use his wrestling when necessary, but to play the game. And he's one. Of, he's going to be one of the most dominant people on the scene coming up. I guarantee. That's it. cool. But anyway, yeah. yeah well, I mean, balance. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I like the new way because you know I probably I might I might not be a part of it if it well I don't know I would have stuck around I would I knew I wanted to do it so and I, I expected it to be a little rougher than it actually was because Stephen took you know uh, a a softer approach to it you know and that's that's not negative that's that's smart it took a smarter approach to it yeah um, dude so. uh, Stephen. I've seen some of the guys come in Stephen's school that are like talking about what they're capable of and stuff. Like twelve years ago, ten years ago, Stephen would have sparked them. Yeah, he would. He would yeah, just not. Yeah. Oh, you're a tough guy. Yeah, let's see what's up. Yeah, but now he's just like, oh hey, yeah man, no no, that's cool. Yeah, you're a you're a Muay Thai champ, world champion. Okay, yeah, come on in. Like, well, we're gonna cool. do some jujitsu. You know, like your, your money's good here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not about yeah. money. It's about making people better and teaching them like not to exaggerate. Teaching them like, yeah. hey man, you're enough. Like you to as where a, you're at. You're yeah, yeah, you're enough. Yeah, you as a person, you're enough, dude. And uh, well, that's exactly why I'm like, I don't care if people know I, I tap to pressure. Like that's where I was at the time. You know. Yeah, so I do. It's like it's like just admit where you're at. Be open because because humans. That's why I like. <laughs> So I'll tell you uh, my story about tapping the pressure. Mm. I've never tapped the pressure. But I've had my ribs broke because I didn't tap the pressure. Should have tapped the pressure. Yeah. So it's none to it's none to be down down yeah. on about, right? Uh I've had people get positions and be like ready to choke me and I've tapped before they choke me. But I've never actually tapped. It's just straight pressure. Mm-hmm. And then I got my ribs broke from not tapping to pressure. And then I was like, okay, if, if I ever get put in this position again, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with trapping, tapping the pressure, especially when you know your limitations. I never felt bad about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew I was progressing, uh, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, man, it's, it's not a big deal to me. And I never had, like, this huge, huge ego thing. I do have a little bit of it, but I, I didn't come in with my nose high. I think all men I, do you, to an extent. You, you gotta. You gotta. It's, it's, it's a hard balance because, you know, even when I'm rolling today, sometimes I'm thinking I don't want to go hard out of respect for this person. Like, I don't want them to think I'm trying to prove something. But then in, on the other hand, they're like, well, you're cheating me out of a role, man. You know, one of the upper belts told me that the other day and was just like, he was just like, fuck that respect stuff, man. When when we roll, roll hard with me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. roger that. And then we had, you know, a nice hard roll. And I love to roll hard, you know. And Yeah, you you just got to figure out who you're rolling with and what yeah. they want. And yeah. as long as you're not being spastic and crazy, yeah, let's roll. Like, yeah. d- don't, don't cheat us out of our role because um, just think about this. And this is a really good way to think about it. We're using you to get better ourselves. One hundred percent. We're using and that's why you I don't put to up a huge fight. We're using you to sharpen our tools. Absolutely. And um, like, I'll reverse wrestle with you guys. Like, I won't even try to take you down. Like, I'm trying to learn how to how to sprawl or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, defensive wrestling. I, or I learn how to escape on bars. I'll let you guys practice doing your on bars. And I learn how to escape. I let you guys practice taking backs. Yep. And then I, I try to escape. And like, okay, if I can escape somebody that has learned how to do a rear naked choke on a basic level, then if it happens to me in the street, I know I can escape. And I think if you avoid the the spastic people a lot, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying roll with spastic people, people every day, but I think they're like the new people, the new spastic people, they are the people that test your skill the most because maybe they're doing stuff that they're just throwing stuff at the wall. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They're doing stuff that you haven't trained for yet. Like they're they're not gonna they're not trained yet, so they're yeah. not gonna make this technical move. Like yeah. they're not gonna shrimp. Maybe they're gonna drag across and like drop their elbow and yeah. forehead or whatever. Like they they're don't not know the answers to the test. At all. Yeah, they yeah. don't know the answers, <laughs> yeah. so they're gonna just do some yeah. off the wall stuff. And it, it tests your jujitsu because it challenges because they're doing things that that a normal trained person wouldn't do. Absolutely. So you get to test your skills against those people. And I think you should test your skills every now and then against those people. Do I want you training with spazzy people ever? No. There's no longe- longevity in that, but yeah. you get you get the point. Yeah, I mean I have limited experience with it and I'm sitting here saying, Oh, they they I'm still there. There are times when I spaz without knowing it. I'll think it's a directed movement. But to them, it was kind of a spaz. But it's like, dude, you've come I, so far. I don't, I don't spaz. I stay patient, dude. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you now, yeah. you've come so far. Steven's done an amazing job over there with you guys. Like, I feel like a new man. You know, over time, you know, it, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't overnight, but the quick six months, and I feel like another person. Yeah, dude, yeah. all of you guys, like, I, every time I go over there, because I, I coach there on Wednesdays, and every single time I go over there, I'm just like, dang, they're doing new stuff. Like, this is cool. It's like you guys level up every, from week to week, and it is so cool to watch really? how fast you're growing. Yeah, you guys are growing so fast, and it's just cool to watch. You can tell that there's a lot of care and a lot of time and a lot of energy put into you guys. I always said, like, the culture is super pure. It's super pure there, you know, and I don't know how it is at other gyms, but the, the culture, um, you know, with that spot is just, and there's there's a few guys, there's me and maybe three other guys that started day one, and we're still there, going multiple times a week, 
And so now it's this, it, there's a scaffolding there. That's and if you don't show up, people will hit you up. I'll hit other guys up, bro. That's two classes. You best be in the next one. <laughs> and we, you know, and we have like group chats and stuff like that, man. It's, it's, it's another family, man. You know, all the cliche stuff applies. Okay. Um, so I have two things. Uh, number one, I really like that y'all are hitting each other up outside of class. Like, hey, it's been two yeah. classes. That is phenomenal. That is awesome. I need to build that in my school. Mm. And two, um, what group chats? How come I'm not in them? Just like I'm putting Instagram. you on the spot. I'm Instagram. Just yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. there's this one guy in class who started a – there's like four of us in the group, and he calls it the High Council. He changes the name all the time. High, high Council, <laughs> like, uh, well, some – some some other titles, you know, inappropriate great. titles, but uh, and we always just give each other crap. Like that, it's the competitive. Memes it's the competitive. It's not. There are a few memes, but it's more. It's actually more like checking up on each other, roll call, and like who's gonna be there, you know, and also the competitive shit talking. Like we don't talk shit on the mat, and we really don't want to hear coach. We don't want coach catching us talking too much shit, even though he's from a very competitive background and he understands. But in our little group, we're always talking, and I'm usually the, I'm usually the driver of it because that's my humor. If I like yeah. you, I'm gonna talk smack about you, tell you how I'm gonna trash you, and I tell the guys that all the time, like, it's so bro, funny. I'm coming to get some. All you guys are getting slain, like, just talk. Yeah, it, and, it's fun, and it's fun. It's super fun. All the guys are into it. So the day they're like, bro, you know, take it easy on me, I'll be like, all right, man, you know, like, you know, squad, dude. dude I, I'm we're we're. We're friends, family. Yeah, it's family. yeah, and and I'm pushing you, so you push back, so we can we can get up this hill. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Still, uh, Zach would be telling me, and that. I respect all of them. I'm not saying that in vain. You know, I can't sleep on any of them at my level. Yeah, Zach, Zach would be telling me he's like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, I got to get Dave today. He told me he was going to do this. <laughs> like, oh, uh, Zach's uh, a puzzle for me. Yeah, yeah, dude. I uh, mean, physically, I feel like. You know, if we're being honest, like physically, I feel like, yeah, I can match him and, and uh, his skill level is a little higher. He catches me more than I catch him. But, you know, I feel like I'm closer to him than he is to you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do, absolutely. And, uh, like, some of the stuff is like uh, – I'm not going to put you on blast in here, but I'll mention it to it. Do you have to like, dude, you can't put no, me on blast. I can, though. Yeah. Oh, can? I can. You don't have no clue. I got oh, you. Oh, man. Tell me after. I am. I am. Because oh, it's funny. It I was. It was the. It was the funniest thing to me ever. And I was like, I'm going to mention this to Dave. And because uh, it was so funny. Like, he, he told me what you were saying and yeah. stuff. And I, uh, dude, I say some crazy stuff yeah. when I'm close to somebody. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, yeah. I like I wish I could have seen that conversation because it was funny. Anyway, dude, um, like I'm glad that you found us. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm glad that you come and done the podcast today because, dude, um, you're you're like you, uh, Christian, uh, Zach, a few other guys there. Said there's a few of you guys that are staples at the at the 10th planet and i look forward to seeing you guys because it's such a fun atmosphere i've never been a part of a gym that is quite the way that that stevens is and yeah you guys don't even realize like how special or how lucky you are to to come in on that you know yeah but, yeah likewise no i'm always asking zach like when the tech boy's coming through like yeah. it's yeah he's one of my favorite roles he's one of the few people i can if white belts can flow He's one of the few people I can flow with. 100% yeah. respect for the movement and the positions. and You know what I mean? Like letting it all go. 
And I, um, I think he's that one of the few people. Him and Zach, I can, I can expect that out of them. I think that uh, that's a, what sets our our tech center apart uh, from a lot of other gyms too. Is that we train and try. I'm in control of my atmosphere here. Like I've, I've had. I like to, training here. I've had to make people leave because it messes with the aura, or whatever you want to call yes. it. And I'm, I'm just not gonna. When it starts coming work to me. Like when when my school that I open because I enjoy jujitsu yeah. and I enjoy coaching. Coaching is my like I, I like life coaching. Mm. Like uh, uh, that's why I started the Coach Jimmy channel is like I want to better everybody's life that I come into contact with. I want them to be better. I want them to understand like hey everything's not as serious as you're making it right now. And like uh, if you want something, you start working for it. Like. These are the things that that I enjoy doing for people. Just mm-hmm. I want everybody that leaves from my presence to feel better about themselves and to feel like they can take on the world. And I do that at the gas station when I see people. I know that when they leave, they feel better. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that that's my goal. I love it. And the moment that I start feeling like oh, I don't want to go today, I got to deal with this. Yeah. Like the moment I feel that, I'll say, okay, what's the problem? Who's causing that? Yeah. I'll mention it to him like, hey dude, you're you're messing up the vibe. If it if you keep on, fine. Like no more. We're not you gotta go. Yeah. Like, dude, you I asked you the second time, like, man, I'm sorry. Like, like you I don't fire need, customers. I like, don't need yeah. your money <laughs> bad enough for me to allow you to come in here and make this a negative place yeah. for everybody or anybody. Yeah. And I, it's my job to make this place feel good and to make sure that everybody comes in feels like they belong here. Yeah. And um and that they're not just getting beat up or whatever, you know? Yep. Anyway, dude, 100%. The, um do you got anything that you kind of want to say to anybody? No, no. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're in Perry or Middle Georgia, stop by 10th Planet Perry, and if you're in Eastman um or slightly outside of Middle Georgia, stop by the Tech Center. <laughs> yes, sir. I uh, like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, in and and the the cross training uh is cool you allowed me to come here and train you know for nothing just just you know uh you're a part of our family yeah that's that's just super cool you know it was a scheduling thing and and i wanted to come down here and i like hanging with you guys um so yeah no i don't have much to say man but i appreciate it this is fun dude Uh, this is one of my favorite things to do i'm gonna start doing more podcasts too Uh, it's my favorite it's one of my favorite i love doing this we're gonna actually do uh, four seats I'm and have of all this. have all the competitors, and we're just gonna have a camera in oh, front of each yeah. one and talk about like competing and stuff and like what their last tournament was a lot. So we're gonna do that. But That's good anyway, concept. dude, we got our kids starting to pile yeah. in downstairs and stuff, and I, I don't want them to be like bang 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 and like talking yeah. really loud and which are uh, we actually have threshold things on the the roadcaster over there. So you'll probably never hear them in the background, but I can hear them. So yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah so it's definitely starting to flow. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to. I'll be distracted. No, I'll, it's a good time. So, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, guys. So. Anyway, that's Tech Talk uh, with Dave Davis and these. Coach Jimmy. Oh, there you go. Do yeah, it again. Yeah. Bang. There you go. And Coach Jimmy, Tech Center. If you ain't training somewhere, go train. Get on those mats. And guys, uh, I'm going to end this with this simple word of advice. If you are training somewhere and they're trying to force you to act a certain way or they're trying to 
make you um, fit into their bubble about leg locks or whatever, and they're not just being cool about your training or if it's a fight every day or if you feel like you're you got to walk on eggshells because you're being disrespectful or you can't talk or whatever, find someone else to train. Like, find a legit school. Make sure that it's a legit school. Have some fun. Train there. Talk to your coaches. Don't worry about all the um, all the respect and stuff. If you don't know the culture, you don't know. How are you supposed to know? And if they start treating you differently, just find another school. Find a good, solid place to train that treats you like family. That's what Tech Center does. That's what 10th Planet Perry does. That's what a few other places that I know of does. They, they are several schools that you can train at that don't take it to that extent. So find that place. Go train. Get on those mats. Peace.